Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to NGSE Sports Radio. Hear us live on NGSEsports.com, where you can get awesome analysis for all things sport. Or check out our podcasts on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, iTunes, TuneIn, and much more. For our latest videos, head to NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter at NGSC Sports and like us on Facebook. NGSC Sports. We never stop. This is Kyle Nash, the student of the game, and you're listening to Earnestly Speaking Radio. The Earnestly Speaking podcast is a show that is founded on free-flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah, Ernestly Speaking Podcast. Let's get it. I'm a giant in New York, in Miami, carry heat. So much more in store, my product can flood the street. Opinion Nation Godfather, CEO. Puff in the late 90s, gonna see me blow. Oh. Got my hustle on, no imitation of that. Army of untouchables, Opinion Nation staff. Never an off-season, homie, check the numbers. Heart robbing my own right, supply and southern comfort. Earnestly speaking, my ego is well fed. Earnestly speaking, you're too feeble and no threat. See up like a hurricane, you're a mild breeze. Earnestly speaking, leaving Eli a dynasty. Shake! All right, welcome to this in the Earnestly Speaking Podcast. I'm your host, Ernest EJ Christian of NGSEsports.com, where we never stop. Once again, you can find this podcast at the iTunes Store. We're on Stitcher Radio as well, and you can also now, folks, find us on iHeartRadio, Spreaker, Blog Talk Radio, and TuneIn, down on the TuneIn app. We're on TuneIn now. Uh, we're, we're, we're over the place now. On the line with me now, of course, my man, Boston Jack. What's up, buddy? Hey, I was just out practicing my uh, my field goals. I'm uh, getting pretty good. I can hit a 33-yarder. <laughs> you try, are you trying out for the Steelers? Yeah, yeah. I figured they'll be, uh, they'll be calling me in a minute now. I'm, I'm sure. I, I mean, I'm surprised. I, I spent this. I spent this entire morning uh, going through Twitter to seeing if uh, Josh Scobie got fired or cut by the team yet, and I'm surprised. Surprisingly, not yet. Surprisingly. Yeah, I, like I like I was uh, saying. I think any minute now, that, that call will be coming. They'll call him first, and then they'll call me. What's funny is because uh, I remember Josh Scobie in Jacksonville. Um, and he was pretty good in Jacksonville. He was actually one of the, probably the only good thing of that team. I mean, that's not saying a lot. It's a kicker, but he, I, I remember him being a pretty good kicker. I mean, what the hell happened? He, he was good, but I mean, in, uh, you leave uh, you leave friendly Jacksonville and you go to Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden, uh, Gobi Do becomes Gobi Don't. <laughs> I mean, it's funny because like. I don't know what's the bigger story here, the meltdown or the fact that the Ravens might have saved their season? Um, a little bit of both. Because, because the both? Ravens were, yeah, the Ravens were done. I, I remember I texted you that. 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, and I, I got to be mean, honest. Were, I, I, go ahead. I mean, I, I mean, they were, I mean, a, a wide, was a wide left field goal from going 0-4. I mean, they even posted the graphic. Um, and, of course, that's always the kids the best coaches that haven't gone 0-4. There, I mean, there's Harbaugh's smiley little face uh, next to John Madden having never gone 0-4. And that's usually the kiss of death. Yeah, it, yeah, it normally is. Um, it's funny because, like, you look at the schedule now. The next, they, they could be they, they could be three and three in, in the next two weeks. The next two games, yeah. Cleveland, yeah, at San Francisco, right? Yeah, Those okay. Two so, bye weeks. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's it's way it's still way too early to tell if the AFC has formed yet a, a pattern because you know you know Buffalo is starting to get together a little bit and a couple teams in the AFC is starting to get together a little bit, but. Baltimore now with last night, it, it you know, and given what they've done in the past, given you know that they've been that team that's always hung around and always been in the conversation, you know, if not in the Super Bowl conversation, at the very least, you know, playing spoiler, you know, you, it, it is way too early to cut these guys out. And last night, I think showed that. Now, granted, if Big Ben plays the game last night, they probably win that game. Michael Vick makes a really bad throw late in that game. That fourth and one throw Agreed. that he overthrew, I think, it was Antonio Brown. Um, that was pretty bad. That was a really bad pass. I mean, and I, and and in normal cases, the Steelers would have gone for a field goal there. But I think at that point, Scobie had lost so much trust from, from Mike Tomlin that I think the fourth and one option was a lot was a lot stronger and a lot more of a trustworthy factor than uh, saying going back to the kicker. Right. Um, one of the things I noticed last night about about Baltimore. Uh, watching the game, and they were one of my teams that I picked to, that could possibly come out of the AFC East. Was watching them; they're not the same team on defense. Sacco, I mean Sacco, Sacco. We was last night Sacco. He 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 was Sacco last night, and watching them, I mean, they really don't have. He really doesn't have the weapons he's had in the past. And if Steve Smith, you know, had gone down, I guess he's going to be okay. He's going. He's not going to miss any time, but if he goes down, I mean, he, I mean, Flacco already has it. To me, it seems like a lack of weapons. You take Steve Smith out of the picture, and I mean, there's nothing there that, that I saw. There's no reason to think that they could be, um, they could give New England the usual fits that they give them. I love Steve Smith, man. I love that guy. I mean, the guy plays with passion. It, you know, doesn't take plays off. You know. This is going to be his last year, most likely. And he says he's going to retire this year, but you never know. And they, and they can always change your mind. But, dude, that, I mean, that guy is the heart and soul of that team right now. He really is. I mean, without Terrell Suggs not, no longer being there. I mean, Joe Flacco is Joe Flacco. But I, I think Steve Senior is the is the uh, the engine of that franchise right now, to be honest with you. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, I, don't know, I, man. I, 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 I. I, I've gained a lot of respect for him watching him. I, I just thought he was an undersized receiver who uh, who overachieved. But uh, you know, after watching him um, this year, he, he he's shown me something. I, I didn't, he's taken it to a different level. I didn't think he had that. He may not be a. I don't know if he's a first ballot Hall of Fame member. He's definitely gonna be somebody that that's gonna get a lot of consideration because he's 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 still playing great in his in his later years. You know, he's he's. Right, getting, he's you know getting, He's got that chip on his shoulder. He's still, you know, pissed at Carolina, um, and yeah, he's getting it done. You can't, you can't ignore, you know, what he does on the field. And the numbers look good. He, he'd be a, he'd be a perfect Patriot. You know, he, he'd be a perfect Patriot. Chip on the shoulder. 
I mean that that, that I remember when uh, when Carolina released him. I, I remember saying like uh, you know two summers ago, like you know the Pats should go after this guy. I don't know how it's gonna cost, but they should go after this guy. This guy is somebody who can you know he's a, he, he's a guy I think Belichick will like, and he's a guy that you know you know considering what the Patriots have gone through over the years in terms of the, you know perception and, and the you know and you know of course Brady's is has played his entire career with chip on the shoulder. I mean a guy like Steve Smith, I mean that that shares that same uh, mantra. He would fit perfectly in New England. He really would. Yeah, we'll never know now. I mean, that's well, of course, that's no. never going to happen. Right. But yeah, it, one of those might have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I looked at the schedule of, of the Ravens. They, they, they're back. To me, honestly, if they can capitalize on this win last night, to me, they're back in this thing. I mean, the hardest game oh, for yeah, the next month and a half. I'm, I'm going through the schedule right now. The, the, the hardest game going forward for the next at least six weeks is Arizona at Arizona. So, okay, fine. Okay, they lose that game on night football against Arizona. Fine, okay? But then after that game, you have San Diego at home, which that's a toss-up. Like, like you know, we, we don't know how San Diego's going to be by, by November. Jacksonville at home, St. Louis at home, at Cleveland, at the Dolphins, which by then the Dolphins might have been imploded by that point. You know what I'm saying? So before they'll December... They'll have a new coach by then anyway. <laughs> So, so like the thing, so you go through the schedule now for the Ravens. I mean, December's kind of tough. You got Seattle, KC, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati, obviously. But if they can go through October, November with, with very, very little damage, a nine and seven season, ten and six is not the question still. Right, but it's not. That, but will that be enough? I mean, they're they're in probably the toughest division in the uh, in the AFC. Right. But they won the big game when it was last night with that big Ben. Um, the Steelers, the Steelers are in trouble because I I remember saying you know last week when Ben got hurt, you know, and I I felt like they could still survive because I thought Vic being a veteran and he's been there before, you know, if you're asking for a couple of weeks to hold a fourth down with that talent on that roster, I would have said yeah, fine, Vic could be fine. Because they lost last night, now look at their schedule the rest of the way, it is it is not forgiving. They go at San Diego next week. Granted, it'll be a long layoff because that game's on to Monday night, so they get like twelve days, like almost like twelve days off. Um, then Arizona at KC, who I think is still pretty good. Um, Cincinnati, who obviously you know, you know how good they are. The Raiders, who <laughs> right now are two and one, and who knows? I mean, they, they might still be good in early November. Then Cleveland, right. and then and then Cleveland. So it's, it's not a very easy schedule. I mean, Cleveland might be the easiest one there. But then, but th- their schedule is not forgiving, you know. Especially with, considering that, you know, we hear reports about Big Ben might be back in a couple of weeks. But I mean, come on, we don't know that. I mean, I'm I'm going to stick to the four weeks for the time being. Th- they may they may have blown an opportunity to put some distancing in themselves and the rest of the rest of the uh, AFC wildcard uh, participants. They really have blown it. Probably. Right. Last, yeah. Last night's loss, Pittsburgh losing that game at home, a game that they had a couple of times. They had that game in their pocket. And to lose that game, and I'm one of these people that I think a loss like that gets into your gets into your psyche. Of course, and it, it, it can affect you down the, down the road. Um, so yeah, tough tough loss at home to a you know a division rival. Yeah, that could uh, that could throw a monkey wrench into their plans for uh, for no uh, for January. Yeah, especially when your quarterback, your best quarterback, who by the way isn't the lead quarterback, um, uh, is not there. That's that. See, it'd be one thing 
it would still be a bad loss if Big Ben played and they lost. That's one thing. But to not have Big Ben and not have Big Ben for an extended period of time is still a problem. You know, that, I think that's going to be an issue going forward. We'll see how it plays out, but that's going to be something uh look out for. Cause I, I, I had a Steelers one of my spoilers in the AFC this year, but <laughs> I don't know. That, that, that's, that is not a good sign, man. That's not a good sign. And especially the way they lost that game, too. They, I mean, they had that game won. Right, right. Pittsburgh definitely had the game. Baltimore question marks there. So you got to give the edge in that division now to Cincinnati after three weeks. Uh, now in the fourth week, you got to give the edge to Cincinnati to take that division. But still a long, long way to go. A lot can happen. A lot of twists and yeah. turns in a, in a season. That's why we love football, man. That's why we love football. All right. So this week, um, the conversation this week has been, and it's since Monday Night Football um, when the Packers beat the Chiefs. The biggest conversation this week has been the whole uh, Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers and the whole thing and who's playing better now, who's better all time, who's more talented. I mean, these discussions are sometimes fun, but they're sometimes annoying as hell, too, because a lot of people don't like to pay attention to things and, and they don't read the questions properly. Like if somebody says who's the best playing now, they ultimately assume that if I if you go one way, then that that means they're the best of all time. These these conversations, and especially with social media now, where everything's in the open, I get more and more aggravated because I'm 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 a sticker for details. You know, I read everything for, before I put my name on the line. I make sure I read everything I'm reading. So someone looks stupid. So I, I see a lot of people like making making assumptions about this and that, and and when they try to ex- explain themselves, I'm like, well, did you read the question properly? You know what I'm saying? So, you know, this Brady Rodgers thing, you know, it's been a very intriguing debate because both guys have strong cases here but if you if you look at tom brady's last five games honestly this is this is incredible i don't have the stat in front of me but i think bill simmons on his podcast actually uh, ran off the stat um that since the second half of the afc championship game tom brady is throwing at a 73 percent clip um he has i believe 15 touchdowns and only two picks. <laughs> it's insane. <laughs> it's it's insane. pretty good for a. It's pretty good for a, for any quarterback. Never mind a thirty-eight year old quarterback. People lose sight of the fact that he is thirty-eight years old. Right. Um, and and it's and it's great you know, to have these comparisons. I'm sure Brady himself probably gets a kick out of stuff like that, and to still be mentioned in, in the argument, like is he the best? you know, in the game right now. I mean, he's 38 years old and he's still being mentioned, you know, you know, in, in that argument. And, and I go back to something we talked about maybe a few podcasts ago about Joe Montana, who arguably had the crown of the greatest of all time. At 38 years old, Joe was done. I watched yeah. him that year in Kansas City. Joe was not Joe. Joe well, was he made, done. Well, he made, a, he he made was, the playoffs. But you know, yeah, yeah, he made the playoffs, but he, but he but he was done, and he was actually more done than Peyton was. Now, Joe knew it was time to go because he wasn't he wasn't the same guy anymore. Um, so he mm-hmm. stepped away after that year at the age of thirty eight, thirty nine. I mean, that was it. So for Brady to still be doing what he's doing, to be even included in that argument, is he as good as Rogers? I mean, I think the argument is silly because I don't think he even cares if he's the greatest right now. Uh, you know, for, for 2014. I mean, I don't think Brady would care if he won uh, a skills competition, if they have like a quarterback skills competition. I mean, this is the guy who uh, has to put up with those uh, 
don't know if he doesn't care. I don't know if he doesn't care necessarily. The, the guy is as in, as big a competitor as I've ever seen in sports. Like he's like on that Kobe Bryant level. Like Kobe Bryant is a is a main is a mat, maniac when it comes to like competing to anything. Michael Jordan was that way too. Even since even even since Washington years, he was that way. Granted, we knew we saw that we saw the slippage, obviously, but. Tom Brady's always competing. He's always, and you can tell, like, he's not going through the motions. Like, even now when he's playing football on the field, you can see the fire in his eyes. You can see him, you know, yelling. I've heard guys, I've heard guys in the last couple of weeks say that Tom Brady talks so much shit still in huddles, and they talk, he talks so much shit to other teams when he scores. He's one of the biggest trash talkers in the league. That guy gives a shit about what he does on the field. He does give a shit. Right, he, he cares about that. I don't think he cares about, you know, if he's uh, considered the greatest of all time by the by the talk show pundits, I don't I don't think he cares because he's he's got he's got the hardware, he's got the rings. Oh yeah, um, yeah. He, he, he he's got the wife. I don't think he cares what you and I think about him. Although you know, I'm sure he'd love to meet you, Ernest. You know, you know, you being his biggest man crush. But yeah, Tom Brady. But I don't think he gets off on it. But it, it is funny now that we're talking about Rodgers and uh, and Brady, and we could finally put the rest of the, the Brady and Manning talks uh, of the greatest of all time. I mean, if you're talking greatest of all time, Rodgers doesn't. I mean, I don't think you can put Rodgers in that conversation. But right not. now, it, I mean, it, 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 it's a fun topic. I mean, Rodgers is, I mean, probably um, the best right now. I mean, I'll, I'll give him that, even though I'm a Pat's fan and a Brady fan, Rodgers is the better quarterback right now, but that doesn't get you a ring. No, right, right, right exactly. I, I think what, what the, what's been the argument, like, and this is why I get pissed at some Patriots fans too, so not you, but I'm, I'm friends with a lot of Boston people, there's a lot of Boston people who follow this podcast, and when I do tweet on there, you know, my opinions on things, they get little things they get so offended by. I, I mean, and, and maybe it's because of the fact they get picked up all the time because of the, what happened this summer, and I get that. I mean, I get the Sensitivity level going to be a little higher because of the Goodell stuff. I, I totally get that, you know. But you know, I I I've def- and I've defended Brady many 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 times, you know. And to me, is if I say Rodgers is right now probably a little bit better than Brady, it's not even is that it's like oh it's, it's a definitive. It's not a really definitive thing. Like it's one almost like a one A one B type of thing, you know. Um, I just think with Rodgers, he as a court forget the rings and all stuff as a as a the guy that plays a position. He he has really no flaws in his game, like he has one. He's he's probably the most efficient passer I think I've seen. I mean, he's efficient from 40, 50 yards deep, <laughs> and like he's like, he's like a sieve, you know. Um, he's very mobile. Uh, I forgot. I had, to, I had to be reminded like two nights ago that his best receivers that was like not even on the team. <laughs> Jordy Nelson got hurt. I forgot. I forgot Jordy Nelson got hurt. Mm-hmm. Like it's like he's playing the game, you know. Through, through three weeks, and like, oh, yeah, his, his best receiver's not even playing right now. <laughs> I forgot about that. You know, he makes all the I plays mean, better. He, yeah, he makes all the plays. He does everything right. He's textbook. He's got the numbers. He's like that kid in uh, in, in second grade that had, like, the perfect penmanship, and, you, and you're still writing, like, chicken scratch, and you look over, and here he is. Everything is just all so neat, and the, the I's are dotted, and the, and the T's are crossed, and everything's just so nice, and... Uh, you know, good for you. Shut up. Smack him in the head. The uh, and I think we, you and I, have spoke about this going into the year. Like we forget Rodgers as a championship. 
and it doesn't stand out. And since then, um, he's had a couple of playoff failures. Um, <laughs> out of about three of them, actually. Three, okay. Well, three one of the, three of them stick out to me. Okay. Um, and uh, I remember us, us two saying that one of the things that we want to look out for is that is it time to start judging him harshly now because of the failure? Because I, I, I'll admit, maybe a couple of those failures are on him a little bit. Um, and I remember us saying that, you know, we is it time for... In terms of the, I mean, yes, he's number one. We, we, we're never going to argue that. But are we giving him a pass over the last four, four years from the playoff failures? Even though, even though he has a ring, it feels like he's getting a I pass. Mean, and, he, and yeah, go ahead. He's he's got to get another one. He's got to get at least one more to get out of that. I mean, I mean, it's nice to have one. I mean, there are a lot of great quarterbacks who'd like to have the one. I mean, Marino would like to have one. Dan Fouts would like to have one. Tarkington would like to have one. There are a lot of great quarterbacks who'd like to have just the one. But then you get the one, and you're that good. I mean, and, and obviously, I mean, he's the best there is right now. But he's got one. He's got to get. He's got to get to at least two, so he can be in you know the company with you know the all time yeah, great like Eli and, and, and Jim Plunkett. Yeah, I, I I agree with you. Like that, to me, like as great as he is, it still feels unfinished with him. Like I still feel like okay, he's great, but there's something missing. Yeah, he has a ring, but he he needs. I don't know. Like for me to really validate him to being, you know, an all time great. And granted, you know, to be honest, the sample size doesn't really help him right now because it's still a smaller sample size. He's only been he's only been playing as a starter for what seven years, so. I mean, the sample size is still, you know, unfair. In comparing Brady and Rodgers right now, it's kind of unfair because the sample sizes are like, are like, you know, Brady's played about five or six more years more than he has. So to compare them all time is, is, is actually ludicrous, you know. Um, it's Rogers actually a dumb is, state. Rogers is what? How old is Rodgers? 32, 33? No, no, no. He's like 29, 30. No, he's got to be older than that. I'll tell you now. I'll, I'll check right now. He came in the league in 05, though. I will say that. He's been, he's been in the league. Uh, this, is, this is actually his 10th year in the league, though, but he, he didn't become a starter until, like, his fifth, right. fifth year in. You know, wait. When my Giants sent him packing. Oh, he's 32. You're right. He's 31 32, right now. Okay. He, he'll be 32 in December. Okay. So he's got at least, you know, if he's 32, he's got at least six years, maybe seven years Peak left years. in him. You well, know, it, you know barring, barring injury and, uh, you know, you know, well, crazy breakdown, and you know, in, in Green Bay. So he, I mean, the window is still the, the window of opportunity is still there. You know, you're talking six, seven years. I mean, you got you got six or seven shots to get that second ring. Where, I mean, this could be it for for for, for Peyton. Oh yeah, we know that already. Though, um, um, first off, um, <laughs> what what Brett Favre did a couple years ago, what Peyton Man is currently doing, what Tom Brady is currently doing. It gives Rodgers like thirty-one to me is not long. To me, saying somebody is thirty-one years old now as a quarterback and given the rules in the NFL now, it's that's not really old anymore. Like to me, that's still peak years, and he got a lot, a lot of time to go. If, you, if you're healthy, you have really another like almost eight years. Honestly, think about it, because Tom Brady is thirty-eight years old, and he's another, right, MVP, right. Can, and he's already in the MVP discussion right now. Right, we can go seven or eight. You know, barring any you know breakdown in uh, in Green Bay, you know. Right, they could have a crappy offensive line one year, and that alone could take two years off your life. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. I, I think, but I think they'll make sure they'll take care of him. I mean, they, they, they. I mean, 
I mean, the same token, I mean, uh, Roethlisberger came in the, the league the same year, wasn't it, 04? So he's probably 31 or 32, but look at the injuries he's had. I mean, you see him still performing, you know, at 37 and 38. I think uh, there's going to be a breakdown with his body. The power Ro- will be playing. The power Roethlisberger? Roethlisberger is kind of like, you know, who, 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 who the best comparison for Big Ben, honestly, a, I'm, I'm going to use a basketball reference, really. Like, he reminds me of Dwayne Wade. Like, he's like, Dwayne Wade probably could be even greater. But he, they, they both have this kamikaze style playing their sports, which, unfortunately, like, you're not thinking about it in the moment because you're, trying to, you're just trying to win games in the moment. But the, the way you play sometimes hurts you long-term. Like, it doesn't really extend oh, your yeah. career. Like, Dwayne, oh, Dwayne, yeah. Wade, Dwayne Wade's injury history, you know, and the way he plays basketball early in his career, you know, he may have actually cheapened himself, like, four or five more years on his career because of it. Yeah, no, I, I understand players like that. We had a guy like that uh, for the Red Sox, you know, Shane Victorino. I mean, talk about That's a Kamikaze player. I mean, I mean, there's your there's your textbook guy. Yeah. Um. So in in that case, and Big Ben to me, Big Ben's in the, is, is on the way to Hall of Fame. Also, I think I think his career in the last couple of years, the numbers are helping now. The two rings help. He's definitely on that on that track. Whether he's first ballot or not is another story, but he's definitely on that on that track. But. Thirty-one isn't old anymore. Thirty-one is 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 the new like twenty-one, you know, in the NFL because the rules help too. Because the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks, now, and is this is where Tom Brady and Peyton Manning has benefited, and Brett Favre to, to an extent too benefited. The rules have, have now made it possible quarterbacks to last longer than just 12, 10, 12 years. Now we can go in 15, 16, 17 years now, and without a problem. Right, you know, all things uh, being equal. I mean, 38, 39, I mean, Brady's still getting it done where 38 and 39, like I just said 20 years ago when Montana was 38 and 39, I mean, big difference. Yeah, I think Joe Montana retired at 34, 35, right? If I'm not mistaken. I mean, he retired in 1995, so that's like 16 years of his career, I think. Uh, yeah. Montana was, 30, was 38 when he, when he uh, hung it up, 94. Oh, he played, he played it long, huh? Yeah, yeah, 94. He was 38? Yep. Oh wow. Okay. Wow. That's actually imp- for, for that era though. That's kind of impressive though. I gotta say for that era. When yeah. The rules... I mean, mm-hmm. he was thirty-eight and he looked thirty-eight. I mean, he'd gone through you know the injury. I mean, don't forget he lost two years. Um, he, he lost two years. Uh, almost. He, he lost two years and then he came back. You know, had the chip on his shoulder, something to prove. You know that. You know he he, he still had it. Um, but when they replaced him with Young, I mean. At that time, Steve Young was, you know, that that was the choice. I mean, it was it was almost like when Indy went with Luck over Manning. Yeah. Similar situation, although you can't compare Luck to to Young. I mean, oh, no, Young no, no, was, yeah. you know, I mean, Young became a great quarterback. Um, I mean, ninety four. I mean, that that year that he had in ninety four is one of the greatest years of all time. So you yeah. you can't say San Francisco went with the wrong person. Um, no, they're right, they're it's right. tough. It, it's tough to replace a legend. I mean, but Young pulled it off, and um, and Rogers is pulling it off. What's so funny about about that? And unless you really know the game of football and know the history, like Joe Montana almost lost his job literally before he got he added two more rings. Like they were discussing in 1988 replacing him with Steve Young. Like Steve Young had already, you know, had already become that guy where Bill Walsh and and you know and you know Ada Barlow, uh, they all discussed the idea of him maybe being a starter going forward because one of Montana's biggest problems in, in even early, early in his career he couldn't stay healthy like <laughs> he could right. not stay healthy and um, I mean what I, I mean, as, far as, quarter, as far as quarterbacks go I mean 
Joe was a little on the smaller side. And don't forget, he was only six, uh, what, six one, six yeah, two, six small. one, which is which is actually, you know, not, you know, your prototypical quarterback size. I mean, you like him. I mean, Brady's six four, Manning six five. I mean, it, it's good. I mean, and Ben is six five. I mean, it, um, it, it's good to be big. I guess you can't teach big. No, you can't. No, you can't. Um, and people forget. When he won his last two rings, that kind of like to be honest, those two, those two titles, those last two titles in eighty eight and eighty nine, kind of padded his padded up his legacy a little bit because we're not talking about Joe Montana's all time great, like all time all time great without those last two championships because he was on the way out, like they were literally considering trading him in eighty eight, and Steve Young was ready to go yeah. earlier than expected. And by the way, they they made they made the right move there. They made the, the absolute correct move with going to Steve Young because Steve Young, to me, I, and I, I've said before in this podcast, to me, he's probably the second most talented quarterback I've ever seen play football after Aaron Rodgers. In terms of, in terms of skill set, in terms of the skill set, he has no flaw in his game. Yeah, Young had a. I mean, I mean, he had a lot of weapons. Um, he was efficient. Um, Extremely efficient, he, he the most run. the most efficient of all time. The numbers don't lie there. The numbers he's, he's the highest rated quarterback of all time. Period. Yeah, and and and, and then if he got in trouble, he could he, you know he could still run it. He, I mean, he was still running you know thirty five and thirty six. He was mm-hmm. still taking off. Injuries hurt him. Number one, he had concussion issues, of course. And I, honestly, the Dallas Cowboys, you know, they were stacked up and down the roster. Like San Fran didn't have a defense that Dallas had, and if. They did. They probably would have taken another one of those uh, NFC title games um, from them in the early 90s. Um, anyway, that was a nice, nice little history lesson there. Um, let's talk about quickly uh, Super Bowl contender pretender. Um, I have a couple of teams I want, I want to talk to you about that people are either high on or low on. I don't I don't know. Teams that be, maybe came to the year with high expectations and stuff. These are teams that I'm, I forget playoff contender because – Probably we will all agree that most at least teams on the list are playoff contenders because you know the record or whatever or how good they are. But we're trying to figure out here which teams are, in your opinion, in both of our opinions, are teams that you see as viable Super Bowl contenders. So I listed about six teams here. I'm going to okay. ask you first. I'm going to ask you first, and I'll give my answer after you finish yours. So my first team here is the Atlanta Falcons, three and zero. Um, and people have been giving me some some Falcon fans have been giving me crap because I I only now put my power rankings and I had them at number nine this week because you know I just don't trust them. But Atlanta Falcons, you think they're a Super Bowl contender or pretender? Um, no, I, pretender. I don't. I I don't. I Matt Ryan, Matty Ice, um, went, went to Boston College. Um, maybe doesn't deserve that nickname of Matty Ice. He has one count him one playoff win, I believe. Um, they've got a rookie coach. Uh, yes, they've got a rookie coach. They're basically going with a rookie running back. Uh, Roddy White is on a milk carton, so they're basically doing everything that they're doing with Julio Jones. They've got one receiver. Um, Tony Gonzalez is not on that team anymore, so I don't know. I mean, their tight end is a second year guy. Um, I think they're just—they're not there yet. They're just too too green. So they're three and zero. That's great. But I, I don't see them uh, as a Super Bowl contender. A good team, maybe they deserve to be in the top ten in the rankings. But uh, I can't, I can't see them winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm the same way too. I'm, 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 I, and look, I could be wrong. Like to me, if the Falcons do anything going forward, whether it's this year or next year, 
it's going to be a hindsight thing because I've I've just I've never trusted this franchise ever. Um, and when I actually went in one year thinking that okay this could be a real deal, they failed me. So they're an absolute pretender. Um, I don't care if Falco fans don't like it. Screw you. Get over it. <laughs> I just don't trust them. I'm sorry. And unless Dan Quinn really has changed the culture there, I, I just don't. I just don't trust them. I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> that's I agree. simple. That's, that's pretty much what I just said in more words. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. All right. Yeah. Um, this team last night. We just talked about them earlier. They, they played last night. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Interesting here because they don't have the quarterback. It, it depends how much time Roethlisberger misses. Um, he can't afford to miss more than, um, I'd say, four more weeks because you don't know how, how, how big of a hole they're going to get into now with, uh, you know, with, with Michael Vick. And, and that's no knock on Michael Vick. Michael Vick is doing the best that he can do, um, but he's obviously not, he's not Ben. He doesn't know the playbook as well as Ben. And, and, you know, by not using Antonio Brown last night, granted, he did get his five catches and he did drop uh, a potential touchdown. It was not the same offense that, that they use with Big Ben. And, and that, you know, without a limitation, it's going to depend on how many games Roethlisberger misses. It, 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 if it's four or five more games, Pittsburgh's in trouble. I mean, it, 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 comes, down, it, it comes down to injury right there. I mean, that's, that's a big question mark, and it, it, it's, uh, it, it's a wait and see. So if I had to give Pittsburgh a grade, it would be an I as an incomplete. We don't, we don't know. <laughs> So I think we're in the same boat a little bit here too. Like if Ben is back in the next two three weeks and he doesn't miss too much time, I say contender. I think I think they're probably the biggest threat to the to the Patriots in the AFC. If not, um, then they're in trouble. It's that simple. Like I don't think Michael Vick. I mean, I thought maybe he can hold a fourth down a couple of weeks, and he he had his moments last night. But I think mostly he's a little bit too sloppy with the football, and you can't have that. And no, he's not going to get it done. He's not, he's not no, gonna he's get not going to get it done. Um, I, I'm it is incomplete in sense. I like I said with Ben contender without Ben pretender. That simple. Staying in the staying in the division and this team is probably the most frustrating team probably in the league for me because like I've actually went to bat for this team about two or three times in the last couple of years, and every time I do that they fall apart. Maybe I'm the jinx. I guess I don't know. Jimmy the Greek. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and that is the Cincinnati Bengals. Now the three zero and and they look pretty good this year. All healthy. Everybody looks pretty good. Andy Dalton looks pretty decent. Uh, I just don't trust them though. But what do you say, Cincinnati man? Are you, are you buying what they're doing? Uh, uh, you know, I, Cincinnati. I, I'm like you. Every year, you think this is their breakthrough year. This is the year that uh, you know that um, Andy Dalton finally gets it done. Um, I, I I would say, like last night, I got texted you during the game that from watching those two teams, Baltimore and Cincinnati go. I mean, Baltimore and Pittsburgh go head to head. I even texted you advantage. Cincinnati for, for that division. I think they win that division finally, but eventually they're going to have to face maybe Denver or New England. Um, I would say right now they're they're one of the four teams that could do it. But as far as Super Bowl, ah, that, that that monkey on Andy Dalton's back is uh, it, it gets bigger every year. So it, he's got to get the monkey off his back. I I really. Ah, I'm afraid to say yes. This is the year they finally do it. Um, I don't know. I I got to see four or five more games before I can. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. And the thing is, too, also their thing is this simple: just win one playoff game. I'm not asking two or three. 
Sweden won. Yeah. Win one playoff game. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and that's all you need to do. And could they this year? Probably, because I think the bottom AFC is really eh, not that great. I, 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 although, I, although I think if, if Buffalo got it, maybe that could be an issue for them. But I think beyond maybe two uh, teams that are in contention for the a wild card. Um, yeah, to throw, you, they, to, 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 throw, to throw you a basketball metaphor, because I know you like basketball, Cincinnati is basically the Utah Jazz living in a Chicago Bulls world. <laughs> That's a good one. I mean, they got a great roster, but yeah. they got a very good roster. So they do. And so did Utah. <laughs> yeah, put it this way: you put you put Tony Romo and you put Pat, Pat, Matt, Matt Ryan on that roster on that team. They're probably right there to mix with New England in, in Denver. But you just mentioned you just mentioned three quarterbacks with one or two playoff wins between them, and all three of them have the monkey on their back. Uh, I, I, out of the three you just mentioned, I'd go. I, I'd give the edge to Romo if, if he were healthy. Of course. Right, um, of course, but 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 Tony's falling into that oft injured category now. Right, yeah, he is, and he's getting older too. All right, next team here. This team's a fraud. I'm gonna go. Ahead and, I'm gonna say pretender. No matter what, even, even if they win the South, they pretender. Indy, those those darn Indianapolis Colts. Um, pretender. Somebody needs somebody needs to tell them that the season started two weeks ago, um, and now with luck being questionable um, for. Uh, Winnable game at home uh, this week. I mean, if luck if luck doesn't play, you got to go with forty year old Matt Hasselbeck in a game against Jacksonville. Wow, does that mess up your whole season? And then and that's a short week. You got to play again on Thursday against uh, another division rival, Houston. I mean, wow, you could be throwing a season into the toilet. As far as I mean, as soon as this Thursday, which is you know. Six days away, we could know if Indy is for real or not. Um, wow! I mean, three games in, they could easily be zero and three. I mean, they of course. they stole they stole the game against Tennessee. They cost you money in that game. Yes. <laughs> All right, bro. But luck came to life in the fourth quarter. They basically, you know, saved my fantasy season because he's my quarterback. Um, so I, I think highly of the guy, but he hasn't been. Uh, He's definitely been out of control beard, Andrew Luck, so far this year. Here's uh, the schedule the next couple of weeks. They play they should win next they they should win these two games. Uh Jacksonville. Right, and, and Houston, Houston on Thursday. That, the two three, big games. They, they should be three and two walking to the New England game, which they're gonna lose, of course, because I think Gronk's go ape shit again, that's what he always does. Then they right. got New Orleans, should be a win, even with Breeze. Um Carolina at Carolina's a wash. Uh, Denver, that's probably a loss because I think Denver's defense will eat them alive. Atlanta's well, a loss. Right the, the Denver game you just mentioned is uh, depending on what their record is when they get to that game. Denver, that's their that's their litmus test. Here's so, the thing, but Jack, here's I mean, the thing. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna beat New England. New England, mm-hmm. that, that is the yeah, grudge yeah, match of, of the year. They're going to kill them. No, and here's the thing, also too, Jack. Um, the thing is, I, I don't think in terms of the season, like. You talking about trusting them being elite? They're not gonna. They can win. They can win every game the rest of the year, and I still won't trust them. They can, they can go fourteen two rest of the year, and I'm still not gonna trust them. How about that? Well, they, well, they it's just that simple. Obviously, they pulled sh- it together. They yeah, I would. Too. I'd be concerned because that means they had to have beaten New England and Denver, so yeah, they did That's something. Awesome. But they're not gonna go fourteen and two no, based on what no. we've seen over the first three weeks. It, it just depends if Andrew Luck can get healthy all of a sudden. 
shoulders uh, about a hundred percent, and uh, I mean, question marks now. Where I'm telling work. I, I had them in my top five um, for one of the five teams that could come out of the AFC, and now I'm wondering, you know, what happened to them. Well, th- th- look, they're, they're going to win the South. The South sucks, okay? Because even if they draw back, even if they they scale back two or three wins, they're still winning the division. Because nobody in that division is, is behind us is, is even better than seven wins. So even if they, they win nine wins games this year, nobody in the division wins more than seven. Okay, so they'll be the crappy division winner that has to exactly. play the wild card that comes out of the uh, yeah, exactly. Pittsburgh-Baltimore. Pittsburgh, um, yeah. You know, good luck with that. Yeah. So they'll probably go 9-7 and, seven and, and win, the, win the South. Woo-hoo. Get your old AFC wild card finalist uh, <laughs> banner out. Right. Right. You know, right. frauds, yeah. frauds, they're soft and they're frauds. Okay, uh, two more teams here. Seattle Seahawks, one and two. Arthur Schneid still got issues. I think. I think. I think they still look. The defense is fine, although come on, they play Chicago, probably the worst team in football. Right yeah. Now. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and their offense is still kind of. Eh. I mean, Jimmy Graham played well last week, but eh, offense. I, I'm gonna go contender to Seahawks though because I still, I still think better to have problems now and fix them throughout the year. And we get hot late in the year. We've seen it before with, with, like, with my team, yeah, for example. I think, I, th- I think Seattle pulls it together. Maybe we expected too much out of Jimmy Graham the first couple of weeks. I mean, it is, you know, a, a new team, a new season, a new, uh, you know, a new offensive scheme. Um, and, yeah, I, I, I say Seattle pulls it together. I mean, how, how can they not? They have, I mean, they're so strong on defense uh, where they could throw up a couple of stinkers and, 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 and you know, Wilson doesn't have to be, efficient you know the entire game he could just have a good quarter and uh and pull a game out like he did last year against uh, um you know green bay in the playoffs i mean let's face it he stunk it up for three quarters mm-hmm. and then he played the one good, he played the one good quarter pulled it together and uh came away with a win because you know Seattle's defense is always going to keep him in the game um and, and and now russell wilson has has that weapon that he, he, he you know he discovered they that he didn't have before and jimmy graham or he can just throw the ball up and Jimmy will get it. I will say this though: I'm resigned to the fact that uh, um, they're probably going to be the wild card in the NFC and in NFC um, uh, this year, as opposed to being the division winner. I think I, I think Arizona is a real team. I think Arizona is a really good team, and barring any Carson Palmer injury, they're going to win about 12 games this year. I think Seattle might be a more of a 10 and 16 this year going, to, going to, into the playoffs. Um, so they won't they won't have the comfort of having home field advantage this time, which they've had the last two years. Um, but you know, champions, great champions find ways to win on the road, <laughs> you know, and if Seattle wants to be known as an all time great team, you know, you, you, you can go 10 and six and still shock the world and win some games on the road, win in Lambeau, win in Arizona. You know, I, I, well, I already resigned well, to the fact that Arizona's going to be that, Arizona's that good. Arizona's really, really good. Well, mark that game on you. Mark that game on your calendar. When is the the Arizona Seattle? The first when, one. When well, they play. Well, they play twice. You know, you know they play twice. So right. Uh, I'll check right now. The first one. In the meantime, though, but I think Arizona's a real team. I mean, I mean, I mean, they're not on my list as contender, pretender, but they're they're contender. So I mean, that's just how it is. Um, they you can argue them right now being the, the best team in the NFC. Argue. I'm not saying they are. You can just argue that fact because they might have. They well, don't have Aaron Rodgers, but they got a the better roster. Than the Packers do. We'll, have the know after that, we'll know after that game. When is it, bro? The first game, November fifteenth, which will be I think uh, week nine, four, five, six, seven, eight, and week nine, and then the okay. last game is week number seventeen. Ooh, yeah. That, but the thing is, though, I, I, I think Arizona, barring injury, is going to win that division pretty easily. 
I think they're, they're going to win 12, uh, 13 games this year. I think that, that no, uh, I think that roster is really good. It's a, it's a great yeah, roster. All, all, all indications are bad. It's hard to, I mean, Arizona, you got to put a little asterisk. They, I mean, their schedule has been soft the first three games, but you can only play who's on the schedule. See, but by week nine, when they play Seattle, we'll, we'll know a lot. I think after week nine, but, the, um, but you know, but Jack, this is why I hate that. Because I, I, I agree that that is that is so. Like, yeah, they play softies. But here's the thing, though. That's then then they have a no win because it's, it's, it's the thing. If they win those games still, but those games are close, then you're saying, oh well, they're just like uh, you know, they're barely winning games against, sh- against shitty teams. Dude, they're beating the teams where you're supposed to. <laughs> Forty-seven yeah, yeah, to seven. No, I, 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 I know. <laughs> I mean, seriously, I mean, I, that's what. The, that's why I qualified that by saying they can only play the teams that are on their schedule. And they did win them, yes, but. And that's why I say you can't really say, yeah, oh, yeah, they're they're legit. You still better wait and see. Yeah, you get you get to show me a little more. Let me tell let me tell you why they're let me tell why they're legit. Because right, two things. Number one, they have a top three coach in the league, and that said coach is the most underrated coach in sports, not just in football, in sports. Bruce Arians is that damn good. Here's their schedule moving forward. St. Louis at home, that's a win. St. Louis is frauds. At Detroit, that's a win. At Pittsburgh, that's probably going to be a win also, without bet. Baltimore at home should be a win. They're, dude, they're going to be 7-0 and by the time they go to November. Um, the Browns, at the Browns, win. At the Seahawks, that's the one we. That's the one you look at. Week 9, the Seahawks that's game. That's the game. That's, that's, the, so, that's the one we've got circled. Yep. So Seahawks, then the Bengals at home. So they, they can split those two games, possibly. Then they go on the road to San Francisco and St. Louis. You might see one loss out of that because those divisional games are always weird. You might get one loss out of that. So you have yep. you have only two losses right now, okay? And that's going to December. And then the last three games, hold on, the last three games, a oh, four game, sorry, the last four games, a little touchy. Minnesota at home, which we don't know how good, we don't know how Minnesota will be by December. This we, right. they look good now, but we don't know. At Philadelphia, another unknown team. Then Green Bay and home. Here's, here's 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 the big one here, and and, and this might this might decide home field advantage in the NFC, December twenty seventh, the Packers at home. So Packers so they, and then Seattle Seahawks. That's, the season. that's, a, that's a, their season gets tough, right? Know, when it, when the tough need to get going, so we'll we'll definitely see if the if, if the Cardinals are for real, you know, in uh, in December. And the thing is too, also the Green Bay game, that game may decide that the home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Right, because I see those two teams duking it out for their best record in the NFC. The Seattle game may not even matter for them because it, they, I, I, I think Arizona will win this division by at least two or three games. So yeah, no, I, so I, I only see three legitimate losses in here, maybe four tops. That's twelve and four. That's still, that's, and that's still two games ahead of my projection for Seattle, one ten and six. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good record for the NFC. Yeah. So, but you know, um, it's, it's gonna be a fun year. This is why I like looking at schedules because you you can project a little bit what's going to happen. And barring injury, of course, you know, I I, I think uh, you know, I think I think Arizona's a real team. I think they're a real team. Uh, I want to ask you two more questions as you go. Um, <laughs> you were railing on Alex Smith the other day on text. That's funny. <laughs> Who's to blame for this this what? lack of vertical game? Any reader, Alex Smith? Because I, I I it can't just be Alex Smith. It's got to be somebody else involved in this. Say that again? No, no. Who's who's to blame for this whole lack of a vertical, vertical game in Kansas City? It can't just be Alex Smith. 
Andy Reid's got to take some blame here too, right? I don't understand how that's gone on as long as it has. I mean, what, a year, over a year before you could complete uh, a touchdown pass to your to your wide receiver in, in the game that's played today in 2014 and, uh, and 2015? And how, Jack, how has that, how has that Jack, gone on? And, and, Jack, that pass to Macklin was only five yards. Right, I know. I mean, I, I'm surprised that a sports writer in Kansas City hasn't, like, offered, like, a challenge to, to, to Alex Smith. Just like, hey, uh, you know, get, get, like, get, like, some sponsors and see if Alex Smith is actually capable of going on a football field and throwing a ball more than 20 yards. Because I'm, I'm wondering now. I mean, has, has there been – are there any video? I mean, if ESPN have some vintage clips of him throwing the ball more than 20 yards, can he? And, and why doesn't he? I mean, it's 2015. You gotta yes. throw the ball down. The way the game is played is you throw the ball downfield, and in that game they were down by two scores, and he's still there's less than two minutes to go, and he's still throwing these dink and dunk passes. If you're not gonna throw the ball downfield, then when are you? I, th- I think when, it's re- I, mean, I think I think now it's an end of re problem because 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 he I've seen Alex before do this. I seen him I seen him actually throw the ball down the field. He didn't San Francisco with a more conservative offense. Him and Vernon Davis that one year in 2011 were pretty well, yeah, decent. That's the thing. I mean, I mean, I mean, Jim Harbaugh, a former quarterback, must have seen something to make him go with an unknown Colin Kaepernick at the time. I mean, I don't. There's another. There's another story of uh, Kaepernick. <laughs> I mean, has, has he really gotten bad? Has that team gotten bad? Is is he just lost without Harbaugh coaching him and mentoring him? I mean, but you know. That's another. That's another story for another time. But but yeah, Alex Smith. Um, I don't know. I I don't know how they're not calling for his head in Kansas City. I don't know how the name Chase Daniel, uh, Chase Daniels isn't like screamed at the top of every Chiefs fan's lungs. Because um, there's so much that, that the Chiefs could be doing uh, more that they're not. I don't get it. I to, to me, it's easy to blame Alex Smith though, but. I got a feeling he's following a game plan that Andy Reid wrote up for him. And I think Andy Reid's telling him to do that. I, I don't know why. He has, he has a talent. On, on, he has a talent. He has a decent arm, and he has a talent on that roster to, to make things happen. I, I don't understand that. I just don't understand that. Um, if, if, but, anybody, if anybody knows, uh, you know, let somebody in Kansas City know what's going on because um, nobody, nobody seems to have a clue as to what is going on there and, and why Andy Reid is allowing it to go on. Right. Um. Also, where did you go? I have to take back my, my, my Miami Dolphins uh, uh, hype machine. Remember my whole thing all the summer? Oh, this team can challenge for the wild card. Ten and six is the is the is their is their floor. This the, the, dude, I mean, and maybe they turn they turn around start in London this weekend. But this team is ter- this, you can argue right now the Dolphins are the worst team in football. You can argue. I'm not saying they are, but they they, they can be a strong argument there. They played only maybe two good quarters. <laughs> two good quarters this entire year. I think it just comes down to their coach. I mean, I think if you put a different coach in there, um, you get different results. I mean, I don't understand how, I mean, I, I do know, and I don't want to get into it too much, you know, due to the sensitivity of the, of, of the nature of how Philbin actually got that job. You remember how he got that job? And the, and the circumstances surrounding the job. I know his kid died. I know that. Right. 
so you don't want to touch that whole thing and, and, and get into that. But um, I don't think he was qualified for the job. I mean, and, I, and he hasn't proven, he hasn't done anything to, to justify keeping the job. Um, and now they've given him everything, you know, that he's asked for, everything he's wanted, and they're still underachieving. You know, and you hate to step on so many toes. I mean, here we are, we're in the state of Florida talking about it, but the team is still underachieving. I know it's early, but if they, you know, throw up another stinker this week, I mean, he doesn't have much longer to go. Well, this is what I think happens. I think if, if they do the same thing that – if they pull that same bullshit they pulled in, in at home last week as Buffalo in London overseas, like I don't know if they necessarily fire Philbin this weekend because they've got a bye week next week, but I think there will be a major change in the coaching staff. Yeah, I think so too, and I think that's maybe why the Jets took so many rolls of toilet paper. <laughs> that's a good one. I, I think uh, – yeah, I think they will uh, most likely uh, do some ma- – because I don't think firing Philbin and bring it in and rising up an interim is going to help because the, 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 they're part of the problem. <laughs> you know, having the interim is part of the problem. Allow What you should do is allow Philbin to fix the, fix his mistakes, and if he, if he continues to mess up throughout the year, then assess it in January. You fire him and get another coach, and, and then you clean house. But I think the problem is culture also. I think they need to clean everything out. I think – even to their extent, the front office a little bit, even though they made some changes last year in the front office, like the way that thing works out in the front office, it's, I don't know how to explain it, but it was explained a few times on, on radio down here in South Florida. Mike Tenenbaum is, is, is the cap guy, and I guess Philbin answers to, to Dennis Hickey, and then Dennis Hickey, who's the other GM, you know, and him and Tenenbaum work together, and this works this way. They, they, they don't have this. There's no continuity. The way that it's structured in Miami, it, 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 it's, it's messy. It's really messy. Like, the way the Pats have it is perfect. The way the, the, way the Miami Heat have it is perfect. Like, Pat Riley is the, is the main guy. Obviously, you have Nick, Nick and Mickey, the owners, slash GM, um, his son, Nick, you know. But they have it set perfectly to where there's not this, like, major fuck-up, you know, of front office gurus in there doing different jobs and don't know what the hell they're doing. That's what is in Miami. You have one guy answering another guy, but another guy is still doing this and doing cap stuff here. It's a mess. It's an absolute mess. Well, barring a you know, barring a miracle, it's it's inevitable that Philbin gets gets fired in the next three or four games. Barring a miracle, and then they put somebody else in there. I don't even know who's on the you know who's on horizon. For you know, for the next head coach, who you know, well, who's talking about? If if you're gonna go clean house, if look, if Stephen Ross wants to go about the right way, which by the way, bringing in Bill Parcells wasn't necessarily the, the wrong move. The problem with Bill Parcells is that he has he's he he's a commitment phobe. He doesn't stick to teams longer than two, three, four years. So that was the only thing. But what they need to do is clean the entire gut, the entire front office and coaching staff. Get a football czar, a guy who eat reads and sleeps football and knows the game and knows how to interact properly. You know, hire another guy maybe who knows the cap knows how to run the cap numbers pretty well. Tannenbaum could probably stay for that, and bring bring his guys. But the way the structure is in Miami is it's stupid and it's ridiculous. 
Well, we've seen that because, I mean, who, who was the last legitimate head coach they had? I mean, before Philbin, it was Tony Sperano. No, before I mean, Sperano, that's not was Wanstead, honestly. Well, honestly, Dave Wanstead might be the most legitimate coach they had. Okay, so how, how far back are we going again? And, we're going, we're going know, 13 We're going 13 years. Right. So, I mean, it, it, like I said, it, it's inevitable that Philbin goes. The next coach, whoever that poor staff is, I mean, yeah. Will they, what will they give him to work with, and will he be able to get it done? They've got a decent team. They're underachieving. Yeah. So, yeah, but but still, I don't think Sylvan was the guy, was ever the guy, you know, despite whatever the front office. I mean, I think a good coach would be able to, you know, impose his will over the front office, you know, if he had some legitimate ideas. But, but he can't because the, stru- um, the, the structure there is, 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 isn't stable enough to because he's answering he's going to answer well, like you answer Tenenbaum it, it's stupid but then again it depends depending on who it is it's got to be somebody um like if they I mean obviously it's not going to happen but if they threw like a Bill Cower or 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 a John Gruden in there I mean they're going to do what they say not that they're going to get either one of those guys I'm just saying someone like that who is just such a football guru um would have come out and said, like, what do you want us to do? I mean, just tell us, what, what do you need on this team? Um, they've got the weapons. I mean, Tannehill's not a bad quarterback. He, he surprised me. Uh, they went out and, you know, got a couple of free agents, but they're still, they're losing games because of their coach, and that cannot happen. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Jack was fun. Something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. 
That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.